Hello, my friends. How are you today? Thank you for tuning in to Just Talk. I am your host, your conversationist, Prophetess Deanna Benson. I'm excited to have you with me today. I'm excited that you've chosen to tune in today. If it's your first time, welcome. I pray that it will not be your last time and we will make this happen by you hitting subscribe right now. Wherever you're listening from, go ahead and subscribe to this uh, podcast and I want you to join us. There's a new episode every Tuesday, every Tuesday, but feel free to catch up and listen in whenever it's convenient for you. But every Tuesday, Tuesdays are always for Just Talk. And again, thank you for tuning in. As always, share this with your friends, your followers, and uh, your family. Please share this, share this, share this. Thank you so much. Our audience is yet still growing and I get so excited because that means uh, something great. It first means that we're able to spread the gospel to more people we're having we're getting more opportunities to spread the gospel and to spread encouragement and to uh uh spread the word to more listeners and i am excited to have that opportunity the opportunity to add fuel to your faith because the just shall live by faith that's what this all is all about and i'm so excited for every opportunity that's given So again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being a part of our Just Talk family. If you um, are listening in today, you know by now that today's episode is I Will Finish This. Yes, yes. And I pray that right now, even before we go further, I pray that you feel the fire, you feel the burning, you feel feel the I must rising up on the inside of you and that you are determined to print to bring those good works to bring the very purpose of God that is within you to completion and though I'm talking directly to that place today and though I want to encourage that place that uh, the place of what you've been purposed and called to do I also want to uh, help motivate you and even the little task our day-to-day activities and tasks and things that we do around the house and you know and the many hats that we wear um, I believe that we all possibly can find an area that we need to be better in being finishers uh whether it's the laundry or starting something in the kitchen or just what have you. Um, Many of us, and many of us, start a good work and we'll start projects. And how many have we started? And they're incomplete. We started a good work. We were running well. And because something interfered, something happened, uh, something interrupted and we've never gone back to it or simply some of us have, yes, that, um, how can I put it, the, this, this issue of halfway is good enough. And we want to break that. We want to break the halfway is good enough. We want to break the, well, I started and 
I'm satisfied because at least I started and you should be satisfied too. No, no, we want to be finishers in all that we do. We want to be finishers. Uh, but again, I want to talk directly. I want to motivate and, and encourage you in that area. Even now, I'm sure many of you, you're, when we talk, start talking about home, many of your minds probably went <laughs> to a million little things that you can do. I want to motivate you. I want, I want to motivate that when you get off of this uh, podcast today, that there is just a wind of, of work inside of you that you just, I mean, hit it hard and that you move forward and that you bring some things and tie up some loose ends and bring some things to completion. But again, I want to talk directly um, into your purpose, the very purpose, the very uh, reason that you breathe and that you are living. I want to talk to that place and I want to awaken that place and I want to motivate that place and I want to speak into and breathe upon that place because you have no more time to waste. You have no more time to waste. People, we get one life, just one. It's time for you and for I to pour out empty. It's time for us to live with determination that I will finish this. Distractions are going to come. Hard times are going to come. Interruptions are going to come. But I want to speak to and I want to anchor your I will finish in the face of adversity. I will finish this in the face of opposition. I will finish this and I'll deal with uh, the, the enemies and I'll deal with the inner me enemies. Because I have one focus, it's forward, and I'm determined to finish this. So today we're going to talk, uh, I'm going to give you five steps to finish. Yes, just five steps to finish, five steps to fuel your determination to get finished. I'm going to share these excerpts and points from my book, Get Finished, Volume 1. If you don't have it, I want you to order it today. You can go to my website, www.dianabenson.com. It's easy to remember. It's just my name, www.dianabenson.com. Go today and order your copy. If you had it and you gave it away, or if you had it and you lost it, or if you <laughs> had it and, 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 and what have you, if it's not in your possession, I want you to order it for such a time as this because I feel uh, an assignment. I've been speaking from it here and there. Um, it's a book that I wrote uh, several years, well, about three and a half, four years ago, I think. Um, but God has given me an assignment to revisit that and uh, even to encourage and push that uh, in this season because it's important. It's important for so many reasons. And if there hasn't been a more, uh, um, significant time for you to get your feet on the pavement my friend man of God a woman of God it's now it's now just look around us it's now the world needs what's inside of you it's now your community your friends they need you they need the treasure inside of you they need the purpose the reason that you breathe the reason that there is a you they need that reason to be in motion with diligence and commitment and tenacity and determination. They need it with stability. 
They need it with passion and fire. They need you on purpose. Yes, and it's time. It's time. So I'm ready for today's conversation. You ready? Sure you are. Let's talk. So we have here in Judges, the book of Judges 13, 7 and 8. I love this uh, particular uh, uh, story and passage um, as it relates to um, how it focuses our attention um, on the necessity of getting God's instructions in our lives. Judges 13, 7 and 8, it says this. But he told me, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son. You must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, nor eat any forbidden food. For your son will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from the moment of his birth until the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord, saying, Lord, please let the man of God come back to us again and give us more instructions about this son who is to be born. God answered Manoah's prayer, and the angel of God appeared once again to his wife as she was sitting in the field. But her husband, Manoah, was not with her. So she quickly ran and told her husband, the man who appeared to me the other day is here again. Listen, God's instructions for your right now are just a prayer way. Whatever is inside of you, whatever God is calling you to do, whatever place that you're in, even if uh, you are fully functioning, God is yet still available to breathe uh, his instruction and his leading in any given moment it, it, for oh, every day and every detail. He's always available to make it clear and make it plain to us. It's his will. We'll never have to provoke God to give us his instruction because it is his will that we live life following only his instruction. We know Proverbs 3, 5, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. Lean not to our own understanding. So we understand by that scripture that it is the will of God that we are always leaning on him for instructions and an understanding. And so he is not going to, uh, or we don't have to provoke God to give us his instructions. We just have to be willing to seek his instructions and wait on them. That's where the struggle lies. It's not in God uh, uh, providing the instructions. The struggle lies in our positioning ourselves to wait, receive, and carry them out. What I love about this is, okay, so we have Manoah's wife who had no children before this time. She has no children and she was said to be unable to have children. But one day a word comes to barrenness. Oh, that's, that's a message all in itself. One day a word comes to barrenness. She receives a visitation from an angel prophesying the birth of her son who would be Samson. She gets very careful, very detailed instructions that she's to follow during her pregnancy and how she's to be, how the child is to be dedicated as a Nazarite from birth until death. She shares this information with her husband and he prays for his own visitation. 
He also asked for more. He wanted to know all that would be required. And the Lord granted his request. His wife comes to him excited, telling him, hey, an angel visited me today. And this is what this angel said. I'm going to have a son. I'm going to have a baby. And this is what I am to do. This is what I'm not to do. And uh, this is how I am to raise him. And, you know, I can't while I am carrying him, I can't have any uh, wine or any alcoholic drink. And I can't eat any forbidden food. And my son, he's going to be dedicated to God from the moment that he's born until his death. And she's giving him this instructions and her husband says man I wasn't there I want him to tell me that too who is he what what where where is he and 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 he seeks he seeks to have the, a visitation of his own and to be able to have a conversation to receive understanding from this son that they're going to be given he did not yield or stop at the fact that you know I'm sure he was excited I'm sure she was excited but no Manoah wanted to receive the careful instructions that his wife received. He too wanted to know what it was he was to do with what he had been given. Though he was excited, he didn't allow excitement to override the necessity of the instructions. We must always get instructions to what we've been given. If you are confessing that you're gonna finish this, listen, I'm praying that you haven't started and I'm praying that you won't start without instruction. Be careful not to let excitement cause you to run off in premature execution. The enemy's invitation to bring delayed calamity is when we run with purpose absent of God's instructions. Don't do it. Don't take what you know that's in you to do. Don't take it and do it your way. It does not work that way. We are not able to carry out what God has given us in our own way. We have to be committed to the instructions. We have to be diligent to follow the instructions. And we have to understand that doing God's will, carrying out his purpose requires, requires the commitment to the instructions. It's only God's divine instructions that are anointed to lead us to the finish line. That's it. It's not in you. Just get that out of your head. It's not in you. Without wisdom and without restraint to wait on God's instructions and obey them exactly as he's given them, our pursuit to execute will render ineffective and fruitless. What's the point of moving without God's instructions? As it relates to purpose, as it relates to what we believe is mandated for our lives, if you believe that this was given to you by divine impartation and by divine call, then what's the point of doing it without the divine instructions? No, it's set up. It's a setup. It's a setup. <laughs> Just know that it's a setup from the enemy and we won't fall for that setup. Absolutely not. Without instructions, we waste time. We waste money and we experience needless defeat. And we don't want that. I don't know about you, but I don't have time to waste. I don't have money to waste. And I don't want to experience unnecessary defeat, unnecessary failure. No, just get God's instructions. 
It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter what degree you have. It doesn't matter what your abilities are. It really doesn't matter how beautiful you are and how talented you are. No, no. God's sheep, we yield to his voice and we are controlled by his governing authority over our lives and everything that we set our hands to do. We lean not to our own ability or our own understanding. We lean not. We lean not. Could it be? Could it be? Could the distraction be? Could the crack to your foundation be? Is that you're running with a good thing, but you're neglecting to get God's instructions or you've gotten God's instructions and along the way, because of the challenges somewhere, there was a lying enemy that told you that you can do it better or the spirit of competition rises up or whatever happens that causes us to get distracted and to leave uh, the way in which we started off by faith, uh, looking to Christ to be our help and to be our uh, instruction and whatever comes in between that along the way, whatever hinders that, whatever distracts that, here comes something that takes our eyes off of how we started and we began to finish in another way or pursue finish in another way. Absolutely not. If you have started by faith, by faith, if what you're carrying out, you know, is uh, again, by way of divine impartation, then you have to stay committed to divine leading and instructions. Stay committed. Instructions are the necessary marching orders that will bring us through interim challenges because there will be some while effectively producing fruit, leading us to the finishing victory. Yes, we'll see uh, um, some valley experiences. You'll come to some bumpy road and you'll come to opposition. And yes, you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But if we are uh, committed to the instructions, these marching orders will find safety and security in the face of everything that comes to challenge us, everything that comes uh, uh, with, with evil intent to get us off track, we'll yet find safety and stability. Remember, the instructions must be mixed with your faith. The just shall live by faith. There is nothing that we'll do in, 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 in this walk. There's nothing that we'll do in this life apart from faith. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not the instructions must be mixed with faith with every word from God every creative idea with all divine inspiration there must be faith application instructions are essential mm -hmm, to anything that will prove effective faith is the victory without the instructions to pursue there will be no recover so step one we have to get the instructions. Okay, so we got the instructions. We also want to get God's plan. Yes, you need a plan of action. And if we have God's plan in hand right now, if you're moving forward in anything in God right now, you want to always give every plan that you have to God. 
It's simple. And you want to allow him to breathe his approval on those things. It doesn't matter what it is, if it's buying a house, if it's starting a business, if it's going to school, if it's literally building ministry organizations, whatever it may be, no matter how beautiful, no matter uh, how much profit you see in it, it doesn't matter um, how many lives you see, you can touch through it. You know, sometimes we just get taken away by those things. And, you know, though it may be true and we might see opportunity, we want to always give our plan to God and allow him to breathe his approval on it. No matter how great the plan or idea is, you should never move without knowing. You should never move without knowing that even the greatest plan is also a God plan. Because no matter how great, good, perfect the plan is, The ones that have the finisher's anointing on them are the God plans. So make sure your good plan is a God plan. Proverbs 16 and 3 says this. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit them to the Lord. When he approves them, he breathes success upon them. The instructions and the plan, they go hand in hand. You've heard what the Lord said. Now, what are you going to do with what he said? To every instruction, it's important to get a plan of action. That's what Manoah wanted. His wife comes to him. She has full instructions and she's excited. But he says, no, bring the angel back to me. I know he's uh, prophesying a baby. I, too, want to know what am I to do and how am I to carry out this that I am being given, this that I'm being trusted with. How do you want me to handle this, God? I have a question for you. What's your daily plan of action in in that that you're pursuing now? If it's a business, if it's a, a ministry, an organization, if it's something that, you know, you are aspiring to do, do you have a daily plan of action in order to bring it to finish that you've been given by God? Not something that you're brainstorming, not something that you've allowed frustration to enter because you're trying to do it within your own strength and ability to imagine or to plan according to the means of your resources and yada, yada, yada. But no, what plan of action have you been given in that great thing? Because if God has given this to you, it's a great thing. It's a great thing and it's too big to carry by yourself. And it's too valuable for you to drop it all because you were too anxious or zealous or even prideful to simply get a plan of action. The plan of action is another security blanket, another layer of protection to bringing your purpose to fruition. What's your daily plan of your daily plan of action? in that that you're pursuing. The instructions secure the what. The plan supports the where and the when. We have to know that we can't stop at the what. Many times that's our greatest mistake. We run off of the what. And where we find uh, our biggest failure is because we had no clue that the where and the when were just as significant as the what. 
You need a plan of action to mobilize the instructions. Could it be that that's what's been hindering that vision, that dream, that project from reaching its full potential is because all you have been working with is the what? No, you need it all. The instructions and the plan, they go hand in hand. Don't be overwhelmed. Don't be too excited. Just be determined to get finished. But be patient enough to allow God to equip you to carry out the assignment. It's the only way that we're going to bring it to finish. Your excitement cannot bring it to finish. Your ability cannot bring it to finish. No, the only thing that can bring what's in you to finish is allowing God to do it his way through you. First Thessalonians 4 and 25 and 24 says this, God will make this happen. For he who calls you is faithful. Another translation says that the one who calls you will do it also. Isn't that not great news that he doesn't hand us anything and expect us to carry it out? No, he says, I called you to do it and I'm going to do it also. So this is the instruction of God. We want his instruction because it's him doing it. When we get his instruction, we're doing it in his ability. When we get his plan of action, it's his ability. It's beyond ours. And it proves to be more effective than ever trying to do anything on our own. It doesn't matter how great you are, how amazing you are, you're how talented you are, how uh, uh, successful or rich you are. No, we yield. We yield to the governing authority of the spirits leading in all that we do. If you are going to get finished, you have to do it God's way. You have to get God's plan, get his instruction. Allowing God to lead us is to allow God uh, not only to call and to gift us for the work, it also allows him to faithfully carry it out with no error. There is no error in God. His leading keeps error from you. Don't compare the plan to your ability. The plan is to keep your eyes on his ability. It will always sit higher than you know this so that you are reminded that this is not a work for you. It's a work to be done through you from his ability. You will never be sufficient for what God has called you to do. Just know that from the start. Go ahead and exhale. <laughs> because maybe somewhere you forgot that and that's been your stuck place. You will never be sufficient for what God has called you to do. No, God's ability is going to perform through you. Proverbs 16 and 9 says this, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. It's possible that there are things in your life right now that you are putting an effort into that have no divine instructions or plan. Think about it. Just think about it. Everything that you're doing, whether it be for ministry or, you know, things that, 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 that you're giving your precious time to, things that even are exhausting us, you know, that whether it be careers or, or what have you, it's important that you know that what you're doing and where you are is on purpose because God's instruction has led you there and placed you there. It's important. 
It's important that you don't waste valuable time with needless activities, with needless pursuits. So ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now, what I've thrown my whole self into, how did I get here? Who led me here? Did I pray myself here? Or did I plan my own way here? Did I put myself here? It's important. It has everything to do with how effective and how fruitful your life is going to be. Anything we pursue without purpose is an experiment. (laughs) Understand this. Why live life experimenting, wasting valuable time that you should be pouring into your very reason for living? It is so rewarding to know that what I'm doing, I'm doing because I've been instructed here. I'm doing this because I've been ordained and I've been called here. And where you've been ordained and instructed and called, there is an effective, effective, undefeated plan of action that will keep you there. Yes, it is. God's plan isn't a test. He's not testing something on us. God's plan is destiny and already established victory. Keep working the plan. Even when challenges come because they're coming, the plan of God will outlive the problems and pressure we face in the process. Oh, trust me, it's going to outlive it. There is consistent stabilizing power in God's plan. Don't worry about the opposition. Don't worry about the enemy. Don't worry about the lions, the tigers, or the bears. God's power is upon his plan. God's protection is upon his plan. You will finish this when you're carrying out the very plan of God. Prayer precedes the plan. We cannot move without prayer. Don't get excited about being a finisher and you are not committed to prayer. Don't confess, don't buy the t-shirt if you don't wanna commit (laughs) to prayer. Prayer precedes the plan. It is the link that keeps us consistent and fine-tuned to the very will of God. I felt the Holy Ghost upon that. It is the very link and we have to have his spirit upon all that we do and it comes by way through prayer. Don't allow the process to frustrate you. No, don't allow the process to cause you to become anxious and abort the details of the assignment. The journey is bringing you to an expected end. God's plan of action trumps every opposing force. Know this, wherever you are in your journey, his plan of action trumps every opposing force. And I don't care how close you feel to the fire or how near you are to the lion. Enemies will come, stay focused, stay the course. They will scatter and purpose will prevail. My friends, God will not be outdone. And yes, you will finish this when you stay focused on the very intent instructions and the plan of God for your life. The plan of God protects us from the ploy of the enemy. 
God is strategic and he says what you uh, uh, need to hear. He knows what it is that you need to hear. He sees what you can and he, he, he knows what you don't. And he makes known the end from the beginning. Rely on him. Rest on him. If he doesn't say anything, then get still and be content in being still. This is his work. We will never do anything for God. Erase that out of your head. You're not doing anything for God. We are called to do things with him. And so if he is not moving, then you have no need to be in a rush. The friend to the plan is patience. Don't break them apart. They thrive off each other. They need each other. Don't let your time frame get in the way. If you aren't careful, your time frame will cause you to rewrite the plan and forfeit your sure victory. Don't do it. As they say, don't drink the juice. Don't drink the juice of impatience. No, what's in you is much too valuable. Hey, this was breathed upon you by the very breath of God. Don't allow your anxiousness and 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 your your impatience no, don't allow it to destroy something so valuable. And and don't 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 get ahead of God just for a temporary illusion of success. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. We want what's going to last. And it's what we do for Christ and the way what we do his way that has the lasting finisher's anointing on it. Be patient. Work the plan and watch the plan work. So, step two, we got to get the plan. Okay, get this. The instructions and the plan are for preparation, not execution. You must prepare. Oh, people, we have to prepare. Proverbs 24 and 27. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. One of the greatest things you can do for your goals, your dreams, and your desires that come through the heart of God is to prepare for them. Abraham Lincoln says this, and it's one of the, the most profound quotes when you think about preparation, I think. And uh, this, too, is quoted in the book. He says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. He has six hours to do a work. He says that over half of that time I'm putting into preparing it. That proves that preparation is the greatest part of the fulfillment of your purpose. How well are you preparing? You're saying that I will finish this. How well did you prepare or are you preparing beforehand? Preparation, it proves our faith in the instructions. Preparation is an act of submission and obedience. Yes, it is. Anything that God has called you to do, if you do not prepare for it, if you do not prepare, it proves a lack of submission and also obedience to what he's called you to do. 
it is important that we prepare. Prayer is a part of preparation. And through prayer, we're shown the further necessities and uh, the, the, the things that we further need to do or to get in place to be equipped and to be ready for what it is that we are executing, carrying out or uh, being positioned for. If you want God to see faith through you, if you really believe in you, and if you believe in your vision, and if you believe in these dreams, then you need to prepare. To pursue beyond preparation is immaturity and carelessness. We can even look to it as pride. Like, why aren't you preparing? Why don't you think you need preparation? Why? Why would you carry out again something so precious and something so valuable? Why would you carry it out without preparation? Why would you set yourself up for a possible fail because you weren't ready or that you, because you were more ready than you were prepared? No, 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 no. We want to we be fully positioned. Preparation is a part of that process. Your level of preparation proves the value you've placed on your expectation. Write that one down. Your level of preparation proves the value that you've placed on your expectation. See, opportunity to the unprepared is a bag with holes in it. You, you're just, you, you're, you're setting up, you're setting up uh, the, the possibility for something so valuable to slip through your hands, to, to slip through success. And why? You have time. Trust me. You have time. You have time. But again, sometimes our enemy, our greatest enemy, is the inability to be patient. You have time. Just move steady. Move steady, just move, don't be in a hurry, but move steady, be consistent, be diligent, and keep moving, keep running with patience. If you haven't, take time to prepare now. You know what God has called you to do, you know what you're carrying. And if you say, well, I'm already on a move and, you know, I, I'm, I'm listening to this for motivation because, yes, you know, things are have gotten a little challenging. And yes, I've experienced a little opposition. But yes, I, I you know, I got to keep going. I got to keep moving and I got everything in place. Then great. Then stay that way. Don't ever don't ever allow a, some, a gap to come to where you are no longer prepared for where you're going. Prepare people are progressive people and progressive people are prosperous. Don't be more ready than you are prepared. We see that a lot. We see a lot of readiness. Many of you that are listening, you're probably, yeah, you're ready for a whole lot of things. You're ready to be married. You're ready for the business. You're ready for success. You're ready for dreams to come true. You're ready for the house. But are you more ready than you are prepared? Scripture tells us to be anxious for nothing. Visions and dreams are accomplished first in the mind but you want to grab a hold to it in your mind and prepare for success. Don't wait until you see it. That's the wrong time to prepare, my friends. <laughs> no, faithful preparation proves that by faith, 
you not only see it, but you possess it. And that's what faith is all about. Faith is the I got it. That's what I like to call it. Faith is the I got it. That's it's not I'm hoping. No, faith is I got it. That's what it says. And so we don't wait until we see it. Faithful preparation says, I know that what I see, I possess. Purpose and potential requires the participation of preparation. Instructions and plans and preparation, they work together in perfect harmony. Be committed to preparation. Proverbs 6, the 6th through the 8th verse says this. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, any officer, or any ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. She faithfully prepares. She doesn't need anybody standing over her. She doesn't need anybody trying to make her and she doesn't need a million accountability partners all of that is good no but she has it within herself because she knows what's coming and so she prepares for what's coming she's faithful and if the bible could speak about an ant and show us the ability of an ant i'm pretty sure that the message in this is if an ant can be consistent in preparing for what she knows is coming then so can you it's all about how determined you are to carry out what God has called you to do and how determined you are to get finished. Let me ask you this question. Are you sleeping on you? Are you wasting time? Are you staying stuck in excuses? Come on, do away with that. No, this is you wasted enough time. Say it, shout it. I will finish this. Now your turn. Good. <laughs> I will finish this. I know you feel it. You're carrying great visions and dreams and perhaps it's as simple as a small task around the house like we talked about. But make a habit of being a finisher. It's a part of the excellent spirit that we've been given by Christ. Get up. You've got to get finished the gathering you got to get finished the book the business the commitment whatever it is go ahead and stretch come on stretch it out stretch it out stretch all those muscles out it's time to run until finish so here we understand step three we've got to get prepared Here is the sinking sand for far too many. If we're going to get finished, what do you think we have to do? We got to get started. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get started <laughs> if you're going to finish. You have the instructions, you have the plan, you know it's time, you've prepared for this and you know, you've prayed about this and you have it written down, you've written the vision, you are ready, you, you've been talking about it for a long time. You testifying about it, you Facebooked about it, you told us that you're coming, it's coming, you told us not to sleep on you and all these great things and you've been speaking well and you've been talking well and it seems like, you know, you're ready for this, but where you at? Where you at? It's time to get up. Let's go. 
Let's move. Don't you dare be robbed another day of your life. Don't you dare give away another valuable day of your life. Stop talking about it. Be about it. Too many of us are stuck in the saying and stuck in the confessions and stuck in the I wills and the I want to's and stuck, 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 stuck in the I'm gonna's. It's time for you to move. Maybe you've already started and maybe you've left some things unfinished, untouched, or you've abandoned the mission, whatever it is. It's time to get your feet on the pavement and move. You're listening to this because it's time for you to move. You were created for such a time as this. You were purposely placed here on earth for the task that's set before you. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? It's in you. Yes, you can. What was that movie? Uh, the Help. You is kind. You is smart. And you is important. Yes, you. <laughs> you are all those things. And it's time. Get away from the excuses. Stop being lazy. Stop sleeping your life away. Stop excusing your life away. Stop watching others live their lives. No, you were purposely created for now. Do it on purpose. Do it because you know that you're called to do it. Do it because you know that because he chose me, then I'm the only one that can. Do it with all of your heart. Do it with commitment. Do it with faithfulness. Do it with diligence. What has God called you to do on the earth? What are you doing? What are you assigned to? Who are you assigned to? Are you carrying out the mission, the assignment, the instruction, uh, the purpose of God on your life? Are you in motion? Are you mobilizing that? Are you committed, mind, body, and soul? Have you thrown yourself into it? Are there gaps that you need to close? Yes, I believe it. I feel it. That's for some of you. There are some gaps you need to close. You're moving out and maybe you have started and maybe you're carrying out some things and you feel that you're living on purpose, but maybe you need to recognize that there are some gaps in the way that you're not fully wholeheartedly committed. There's some gaps and it's causing you uh, to, to, to miss some moments. It's causing you to have incomplete assignments. It's causing you to turn in uh, incomplete work. It's causing you not to offer your best self and your best sacrifice. What is it? What is it? What is it? Today, it's time because you're confessing, I will finish this. Where there are so many details necessary for the finish. And they definitely, they include things like discipline and self-control and commitment, you know, to the full process, getting the instructions, getting the plan, being prepared and moving, being consistent in your mobility and stop taking breaks, stop being distracted. Stop stopping and 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 watching the cars go by. Stop being so easily thrown off. Get your focus back. Shut down everything that's trying to steal your focus. Cut off what you need to cut off and remove yourself from what you need to remove yourself from. 
Think about it. Again, how much value have you placed on what God has called you to do? And what are you allowing to sabotage that? What are you allowing to set that back? What are you allowing to take and to rob the very purpose of God that's on your life? I'm speaking to someone today that needs to develop a I must down in your spirit and realize that I have been giving up too easy. I have been too inconvenient being too inconsistent. I have been being unfaithful. I haven't been giving it my best. I haven't been giving this all of me. And I am asking God for too much not to dedicate my life to this service that he's called me to. Where are you in the race? Are you on the sidelines? Are you somewhere with your feet kicked up? Are you taking a million water breaks? What are you doing? right now because if you're going to finish you have to get started you have to get started every dream and vision and assignment needs consistent mobility that will keep the oxygen flowing in its purpose and potential dreams can be big and they can be beautiful but at what point do we wake up from that dream and move so that dreams can live yes you can do it Stop making excuses because the extent of what you need to do is saying yes to God's ability. So are you going to tell me, are you going to tell God that you don't know how to say yes? That saying yes is too hard? Why? Because the one who calls you, he says, I'll complete it also. I just need your availability and your accessibility for you to be committed to me doing this work through you. Don't be intimidated. Stop looking and sizing yourself up. No, why? It's not about you. It's not about your qualities. It's not about anything. So don't even think that much of yourself. It's not about you. He's looking for a vessel and you're putting too much effort and too much attention on what you do have or don't have. You're mixing it in the equation and we don't need that part. He needs your yes and he needs a consistent yes that says, God, you can continue to work through me every day. I am available and I am accessible. Stop allowing comparison to kill because that's what it does. You were created for good work. Stop looking at your girlfriends. Stop looking at Facebook. Stop looking at all this other. Stop looking at what you have viewed as success. Stop looking at the surface of what other people are doing. What a slap in the face to your purpose that you have deemed your purpose that insignificant, that it's more important for you to watch what's going on in someone else's life than to give attention to what's inside of you. No, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, that you're going to put your eyes back on the very purpose, the precious purpose of God that's inside of you. It needs your it's it's crying for attention. It's crying to be noticed. It's saying it's saying right now, what about me? You're looking at everybody else's project, everybody else's building, everybody else's success. And yours is saying, but what about me? Because God has his hand on me. And if you would work me, 
if you would love me, if you would put your attention on me, the purpose that God gave you, if you would keep your commitment to me, I could show you something beautiful too. I could show you something successful and strong too. I can show you something amazing too. I just need a little attention on me. God looked at the work that he called you to and he looked at his plans and then he created a you and he presented you to the work and said, hey, here they are. Here she is. Here he is. This is the one I created to carry you out. And how is it that we're st standing in front of our purpose, looking in the field of someone else? No, some of you that are listening, you need to apologize to yourself now. And you need to say, you know what? I have neglected you way too long. I have deemed you insignificant when God says you are priceless. I have deemed you insignificant when he calls you a treasure. I have deemed you insignificant and you come from the very heart of the creator. I apologize to you. Give you owe yourself that. If you're not functioning on purpose and if you're distracted by anything and anyone else, you owe yourself an apology. Now get focused because we have to get finished. Purpose awaits your participation. So shout it again. Declare it. I will finish this. Your turn. That's it. <laughs> At some point, you have to recognize that excuses distract execution. And we have to remove ourselves from the excuses. You know what you should be doing. Now mobilize. Be available. Be consistent. What God has placed inside of you. Move. It's time to move. Procrastination is suicide to potential. Stop procrastinating. Stop standing still. Stop taking so many breaks. If there is no mobility, there will be no harvest. Proverbs 20, the fourth verse says this, the sluggard does not plow in the autumn and he will seek harvest and have nothing. What you looking for and you haven't done anything? Why do you have the nerve to be crying over how unsuccessful you are and you've done nothing? To produce success. Most procrastinators are frustrated by the lack of fruit in their lives, unfulfilled and stuck beneath their potential and ability, while truth is their own slothfulness is one of the greatest giants to their success. It happens all the time. Proverbs 20 in the 13th verse says this, love not sleep lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you will have plenty of bread. Come on, friends, I come to tell you, stay woke. That's where you need to be woke. Stay woke and keep working. So step four, what is it? We got to get started. Yes, if you're going to finish, you have to get started. Oh yes, oh yes indeed, we're up, we're ready. We are coming 
for it all. And guess what? It's not about us. It's not to make our name great. It's not for numbers. It's not for applause. It's not to gain our own followers or our own fans. No, this is about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus Christ, giving life and inspiration through the spirit of God. It's about drawing all men back to him in everything that we do. It's about pointing back to the father. Everything that you and I do should point back to the father. Everything that we are succeed in should cause the onlookers to look on to the father. Everything that is successful, everything that we carry out, it should always be to shine the light on the glory of God, for God to get the glory, to cause men to see our good works and glorify our Father which are in heaven. Yes, they can see your good works. Let them be great. Let them be excellent. Live out loud. Do all that God has given you to do. Have fun doing it. Come on, put your whole heart into it. Throw your whole self into it. But just make sure that as you are going forth and moving forward and carrying out those good works, that everything you do is pointing back so that they can glorify the Father. It's all about Him. It's not about us. Again, I say, how fun doing it. Life is meant to be lived, lived on purpose. Listen, pain is inevitable. Challenges inevitable. Hard places inevitable. But listen, if it's worth working, then it's worth having fun while you're working it. Enjoy what God has called you to do. Enjoy pouring yourself out on purpose. There should be something inside of you that goes to bed every night feeling rewarded. Even in your, if you're in a hard place, when you know that I'm only in this hard place because I'm saying yes to purpose. I'm only facing challenges and oppositions because I said yes to purpose and being on purpose has its rewards. Yes, there will be weary days and yes, it will be grieving, but on the backdrop and the very uh, depth down within your heart and within your, 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 your spirit, there should be a sense of um, um, contentment that says, I understand that this is not the most pleasant experience or the most pleasant part of the process process, but at least I am experiencing this because I said yes. And because it's on purpose and it's for purpose that it's not to no avail, but that this leads to victory. So it doesn't matter where you are in the process. Maybe you've come to a place of frustration. Maybe you've come to a place of exhaustion. Maybe you've come to a place of distraction. Come on, go ahead and shift your perspective now. Shift your perspective right now. Look at this thing totally different because at least you're experiencing this in a place that's going to ultimately lead to victory. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Yes, when your purpose is his purpose, it ain't over until it's good, right? Yes. And so we are going to get finished that's just that. No more excuses. Get up. Stop being lazy. 
get up. Some of you, for your health, you need to get up and get finished. For your life, you need to get up and get finished. For your future, get up and get finished. To secure uh, a financial security for your family. Some of you have wealth laid on up on the inside of you that can secure prosperity and wealth for generations to come if you would just execute. You could have a generational line of prosperity and wealth to where your family, your children and your children's children are well, all because you stay committed and you got finished. What is it worth to you? What is your future worth to you? What is uh, um, carrying out what God is called? What is it worth to you? What is living on purpose worth to you? If it's worth anything, then you got to get up and you got to be dedicated to finish. The first four uh, steps that we went over, they were the grace for this step, this, this fifth step. Those first four were the grace for it. All of this, all of these uh, uh, first four, they secure our finish. Come on, shout it again. Say it until you rise feeling full and empowered. I will finish this. Your turn. That's it. Yes. Stay with it. Your voice must be heard. Your wisdom and your insight must be read. Your testimony is needed. Your hands must be felt. It's not optional. Your feet must impact territory. Let's go. We have to finish. We have been given only a little while. Come on, only a little while. It's time to mobilize. Let's make the most of every opportunity. Look those devils and demons in the face and say, baby, bye. I have to get finished. I believe by faith that there is a stirring in the spirit realm concerning you even now. And I'm so excited because I believe that this is pushing you into a very, very, very profitable, purposed place. From this day forward, you will see yourself as God sees you. I declared in the name of Jesus and you will run in his strength. I speak faith to your heart right now. May it be renewed. Your vision is clear and your eyes are open. You are breaking through and yes, you're breaking out. I declare that you're going to pour yourself out faithfully out of your belly. Yes, it will flow rivers of living water. There will be no more empty vessels. You're breaking out of poverty. You're breaking out of uh, just the insufficient place of unfulfillment. No, I break it off of you right now. You are more than just a nine to five and come home and do it over again. No, there's so much on the inside of you. You are not meant to live here grieving and in pain and unfulfilled to just die. No, Detach from even that mentality. I declare that everything in your hands, everything you touch, that it's going to prosper as you rise up with the determination to say, I will 
finish this. What is this? It's any and everything that God has purposed for your life. I am a finisher. Anything I put my hands to do, I am a finisher. God has given me some great things to carry out. I am a finisher. Yes, I'm picking it back up. Yes, I'm giving it my all. Yes, I'm moving forward. Let me wipe my sweat. Let me wipe my tears. I have to get up and I have to get finished. Let me get up from the excuses. I got used to doing nothing but self. It's time for us to beat ourselves into submission because we have to do what we have to do. There aren't any more options other than finish this. That's the only option. Finish this. I will not spend another day saying what I could, would, or should do. Declare that. Make that up in your mind. The time is now, my friends, to buy up every opportunity and fulfill God's purpose on your life. You are obligated to God's purpose. Get an I must down in your spirit. Your life, it's not your own. So stop trying to do what you want to with it. No, no, it's already, it has a proven victory attached to it. If you get up and move on purpose. Ecclesiastes 11 and 4 says this, He who watches the wind waiting for all conditions to be perfect will not sow seed. And he who looks at the clouds will not reap a harvest. Stop watching the wind. Move on the word. Shout it again. I will finish this. Declare it with everything in you. I will finish this. The race, it has its challenges. But whatever you do, don't stop running. Don't stop running. 2 Corinthians 8 and 11 says, Now finish what you began, so that your eagerness to do so may be matched with your eagerness to complete it. Come on, you started off running well. You're going to keep that same energy to get finished. What is it that needs your dedication? Get finished. Get back into it. You're not committed until you've thrown your whole self into it. What is it worth to you? What is it worth to you? What are you worth to you? You belong here. Yes, you do. You belong on purpose. That's where you belong. You are significant and you've got to run with the intent to finish. The beginning is not good enough. Doing something is not good enough. Putting your time here a little and there a little, it's not good enough. No, heaven has an agenda for our lives and we can no longer allow hindrances to allow uh, the, the day to dissipate and resulting in missed moments and opportunities for the gospel to get out. No, no, we will not get stuck. The kingdom in order for the kingdom to be advanced and for God to be glorified through you on earth, you got to get up and you got to move on purpose. Regardless of where you are right now, there is more for you to do. Or perhaps you need to put more of yourself into what you're doing. One way or another, God is calling for more. Yes, yes, regardless of where you are. Regardless, God has equipped you to endure to the finish. Get moving. 
God wants to fire, to fuel, and to stir you up in such a way that you're in motion with the excitement. I can, I can sense your excitement. You're excited right now. Yes, you are. Listen, obstacles and opposition, closed doors, trials, fiery darts, you know all these things, you name it. <laughs> Temptations, attacks, affliction, feeling alone and feeling bombarded, they're all a part of the journey. It's all a part of the journey. They will develop you or they will distract you. You choose. You choose what place they're going to hold. Don't let them break you. Allow them to build you. Listen, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurt, you'll feel pressure. You'll see what looks like defeat. But through it all, you will experience a sure victory. But you have to keep going. Keep going circumstances will try to choke the life out of you but you got to keep going you shall live and you shall not die weapons are going to form you're going to find yourself in the valley you'll face giants yes and you'll come through rising water and fire but i promise you if you are moving by being led by the spirit of God with his instructions and you have his plan and you allowed him to prepare you for this it doesn't matter what you face you will not be overtaken you will not be consumed your faith must remain in Christ and again it will bring you to a sure victory you got to keep standing on the word Keep your determination, keep your fire. How do we do this? By looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. You cannot give out halfway through. No, pick it back up. Get back up, sis. Get back up, my brother. Get up. You got to keep running. Dust failure off. Keep running. When you fall, listen. Don't allow your own mind and, 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 and judgment and, and, and your hard view of yourself to hold you to that place. And by all means, don't allow people to hold you to that place. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't be held by condemnation. No, no grace. There's grace for this race. You are not quite sure whether or not you can endure a painful blow so you have decided that I don't know if I'm going to do this again yes you are yes you are you're going to get up because you understand that God's sustaining overcoming power is on his instructions doesn't matter doesn't matter those details they don't even matter don't even try to pick them up it doesn't matter it doesn't matter whose report will you believe. Psalms 23, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Yes, he's with you. It doesn't matter who's not with you as long as you know that thou art with me. God is running with you. He's standing beside you. He's breathing upon you now a second wind. Yes, you are more than what comes easy for you. Take a challenge. Allow God to stretch you. Stretch you beyond what's easy, what's simple, what's safe. No, God put an ability to fight and to stretch and to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think on the inside of you. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror through him that loves you and oh, how he loves you. Your family needs you, your community, your church, your city, the nation. 
all the earth awaits your impact, the forceful impact of your steps, your steps on the pavement and your unstoppable mobility. We need you. You're valuable. I don't care how insignificant the enemy has tried to make your place feel. He's a liar. Because it's from God. There is nothing, nothing, there is nothing that's not a value that comes from the almighty God. You need to shift your perspective in order for you to get finished. Shout it again. I will get finished. Again, I speak life into you. I speak joy into you. If you've lost your passion, I speak fire back into you. I pray that you will pursue more patiently the crown laid up for the finisher. May your strength be renewed now. Like a crowd on the sidelines of a race, so is all of heaven cheering you on. He gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. Heaven is for you. Hey, and I'm with you. I'm cheering you on because I believe that it's in you. Yes. If God put it in you, you can, you will. You just have to develop the I must. You can do it. You can do it. In order to finish, keep your eye, keep your focused on the finisher. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. You will finish every project every assignment, every endeavor, everything purpose for your life by God, you will get finished. Hell cannot prevail against the finisher. Though hell tries to keep you out and shut you down, it's only fueling your fire and enlarging your borders. I declare it now. God will not be outdone. You are his possession. Get up. He will be made great through your life. Yes, he will. Can't you see it? Can't you feel it? Enemies will come, but they will stumble and they will fall because you are a finisher and the anointing of God to complete this is upon you. You will not be denied. You will not be kept out. You are a finisher. Empty yourself out. Unleash your greatness in the earth. It was not meant to die with you. No, pour yourself out until there's nothing left. What's inside of you, it was meant for you to release it so that long after you're gone, your purpose will be lived out through others. How amazing is that? That what's in you will soon be in someone else, a part of someone else's destiny, a part of someone else's purpose. This is how this goes. It's Christ bringing, come on, this whole plan to completion, a beautiful picture fulfilled and complete because we're all running on purpose. Don't hold back. Run with tenacity. Do it and do it well. Release your oil. Let your voice be heard. Share your gifts. Go get it. Go do it. Pursue. Pursue. Set a fire in the land. The Bible says that your gift will make room for you. And as I minister to you today, as I have this conversation with you today, I hear God saying he is making room for your gift. 
Yes, he is. There's something great about to come from you. There's an open door that's waiting on your yes. Don't hold back anymore. Prepare. Oh, I, yes, God, I hear you. I hear you right now. I don't know if you have a pad or something around you. Start writing right now what you hear God saying to you. There's someone that's listening. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's someone that's listening and you need to start writing it now. Write it down. Write it down because he's breathing. Yes, 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 yes. He's giving ideas right now for execution. And God says this time, I feel the Holy Ghost this time. This time, you're going to see a sudden manifestation of the why he called you to it. Yes, yes, yes. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God says this time, this time, this time, this wave, this next era in this time, a sudden manifestation of your why is coming. Yes, we are the master's piece, a mighty piece of his glorious puzzle. Are you running yet? Are you up yet? We are prepared for this. We're forgetting those things which are behind. And yes, we're moving towards what's ahead. No fear. All faith. We're running out of what was meant to bury us. And guess what? We're going to build a sanctuary on top of it. Yes, we are. We're going to release the let there be that's on the inside of us. The let there be that he spoke inside of us. We're going to release it on purpose we're fighting the good fight and we're going to finish our course no excuses there are no other options but to finish i speak into you right now i agree with your purpose and your faith to finish that you are going to keep the faith and you're going to get the crown you hear me yes so here we go on your mark get ready get set it's time to go. Yes, the earth is waiting. Let's go. Something amazing is trying to break out of you. Can you feel it? Shout it again. I will finish this. Your turn. That's it. That's it. Look, the rest is history. The rest is history. We're ready. We're moving. First Corinthians 9 and 24. I leave you with this. Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. My brothers, my sisters, friends, listen, get up, stay up. We're about to get finished. And this is how the just talk. I'm excited about what's coming out of you.